All right. Welcome to Mysterious AF. Uh, we are a new podcast where we are going to be talking about some strange videos and documentaries. I am one of your co-hosts, Charles. And I am Celesta. So yeah, this is our maiden voyage, so please be nice in your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the documentary Extraordinary, the Stan Romanek story, uh, which came out in 2017. It was made in 2013, and you can find it on Netflix. I think it came to Netflix in 2017. Oh, yeah. You could find it before that. <laughs> so now it's a lot easier to get to, <laughs> yes. so you don't have to go to like a strange video place to rent it. Um, you can watch it in the privacy of your own home because you probably don't want to let other people know you're watching it. Okay, so let's get into this. First thoughts, Charles? Uh, I thought the picture on the Netflix, what is that, the preview? Mm-hmm. Photo looked pretty creepy. I had heard of Stan Romanak before, but I don't really know much of his story. But I was excited to watch this. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about him until you suggested him. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I um, at the very beginning, there's some like creepy music. And yeah. it's like, what am I watching? It's trying to scare you. I don't know. It reminded me of... X-Files a little bit. Um, I was excited. I thought it was going to be really, really good. Heart-stopping Pulse yeah. County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we kind of start with, what do you call it? The documentary is broken up into its own little subgroups, basically. Right. Uh, and the first thing we see is the prologue, um, which said, Stan Romanek is the centerpiece of the most documented extraterrestrial contact story in the world. And the multitude of evidence he has collected over 13 years challenges conventional beliefs. Yeah. As you are about to see, the evidence is mesmerizing. Right, yeah, and that was the thing I wrote down too, is over 13 years of evidence, yeah. and there are 195 documented events, which was like, I don't even think I document my normal life that much. I guess if I was having these experiences, <laughs> I would be quick with the camera but i think i've seen like 105 selfies of you today so <laughs> and pictures of the cats so <laughs> yeah no but uh yeah that's a that's a lot and then this is my first problem with this documentary though so many words mm. so many like words scrolling across the screen apparently evidence files or whatever yeah, it looks like he made captions for every... Yeah. I don't know if he did or the yeah, documentary he, producers yeah, keeping did. Keeping a diary or what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. But that's how they start us off. It just starts... The screen starts rolling through all of these cases. Yeah, and um, one of the first ones they talk about was the multi-sphere UFO. And this is in, I think, in the prologue, too. Or maybe it's after yeah. the prologue. I don't know. Um, but I just... I wrote down this quote from him... Um, which was kind of like my first skeptical moment, I guess. Not that I was a complete believer, but he said that this UFO he saw, quote, seemed to wait for me to get my camera, end quote, which mm. I was like, hmm. As I rolled down the window, it appeared to have noticed me at that point where it reorientated itself and literally shot up to about a thousand, maybe two thousand feet in an instant. To me, it looked like a disco ball at a club, like a like a multi-light ball. I don't know what you call it. But. I said it looked like a bolt. I thought it was like, <laughs> it just looks like a silver, yeah, disco yeah. ball, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's the way it kind of starts off in this prologue, is it's just kind of throwing 
all of this evidence at you and this list of right. of his experiences. And, and that was supposed to be his first first documented sighting. Right. That's what made him the believer. Yeah, and that was December 27th, 2000, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's older, but I mean, it's still more recent than, I guess, other UFO stuff that I, I think of when I think of UFO experiences. Like I said, this documentary kind of jumps around in the timeline. But yeah, he starts talking about his abductions. Um, <laughs> and he... I don't know. He talked about indentations in his back and, like, sores around his wrist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was his sister that noticed. Something must have happened because I woke up in the morning and I had um, some indentations in my back. And I didn't notice this, actually. Uh, My sister noticed it. And so I'm wondering, did he live with his sister? I didn't really talk about that. And he doesn't say what his sister's name was. There's a woman named Lisa. Yeah, you'd almost think she'd be in the documentary, but she's not. Right. I never right. even that never even occurred to me. And so I was like, so are these sibling adult siblings that live together and she sees him shirtless? I like I don't know. That was I mean it happens. Uh, okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> the problem is when he starts seeing her shirtless. <laughs> yeah. That's where it gets a little weird. Hey Sears. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he wakes up with, like, sores on his hands uh, and wrists where he thinks he's been tied up. But I noticed that I had uh, sores around my wrists, like I was been roped or had been handcuffed or something. And this was, it's healed amazingly fast. He says they heal real fast, though. Yeah. So, But he does have pictures of something. Right. They look red. They look... Yeah, you they... Know, he's got the, the marks on his back. I think he has a photo of that. Little puncture wounds. Yeah, you see a lot of pictures of his... A lot of pictures. ...flesh with <laughs> wounds on it, and it's um, it's not pretty to look no, at. Not that not wounds nice. are ever pretty, but it's just... Yeah. And then I love how there was, like, one <laughs> picture of him with just, like, standing with a bloody nose. Yes. And I was like, wait, what? And they just, like, flash by, and I'm like, um, does this yeah. happen all the time, or what's... They do get into that, but at this but point, yeah. they just flash this picture, and you're like, what's going what? on? Is he just, like, getting into fights all the time? <laughs> like, we don't know. We do not know until it goes further. So, yeah, there's... They talk about that briefly, and then they talk about... He had security cameras on their house. Um, I, I'm assuming it's the house he lived in with his sister. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but the camera was taken out... By a beam of light, the camera looked like a dildo, which <laughs> it was, I don't know, that was the first thing that popped into my brain Charles when I was first watching thought, this. Uh, I thought uh, it looked like a security camera, but uh, yeah, I, uh, some of us have <laughs> creative imaginations. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he talks a little bit about how the sighting got replaced without his knowledge or his landlord's mm-hmm. knowledge. And then it, again, this goes into more depth a little bit later in the documentary, so I don't know. It's like they're just teasing you with these weird little Yeah, they're just giving tidbits. you basically everything right up front. Mm-hmm. Here's this. Here's that. Here's a little bit of this. Uh, he starts to get, like, weird noises and phone calls. Yeah, that that was the weird noises thing. They talk about EVP, which I guess I've only heard of in um, ghost hauntings. Mm-hmm. Or I guess that's the only type of haunting is with ghosts. <laughs> Um, demons. Yeah, so they show, and it's a, to me, this is a really weird part of the documentary where they show he, shadow a shadow person. 
Um, and that part actually was, I think, the only time I was kind of creeped out. Yes, during me too. the Yes, yeah. yes. So I was watching this Home Alone, and it was nighttime, I and I was like, and I don't know if it was the music or just the thought of a shadow person being around no. you or in a room of your house. It just creeped me out. And, and even, even if it was faked, it was, that was done well. Like, it. Yeah. I mean, he caught shadows, and some of them are moving in front of people, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, that gave me the willies. Yeah, and yeah. the cats were, like, going crazy. Yeah. And he, I don't know if it was him, he, yeah, he calls it the shimmer. And he didn't call it, like, he did not call it a shadow. He called it the shimmer. And he caught a picture of this shimmer holding a remote. Mm-hmm. But then again, I also wrote, I was like, that's really creepy. But then I was like, so you saw the shimmer and you had enough time to snap a picture <laughs> of it? Like, do you have a GoPro on your head? I, I That's suspicious do to you- me. Do you... Yeah, constantly walking around with the camera, it seems like. Yeah. With the amount of pictures this man has. Right, and I, I assume that they're good quality photos. It's not like he had a disposable camera. Yeah. Like, I feel like he had a pretty decent camera. So it's like, that would be a lot to constantly have a camera mm-hmm. around your neck, I would think. just to... A lot, and very odd. Yeah, so, I mean, he's an odd man, but <clears throat> mm. to, to each their own. <laughs> um, so then the next section I had written down was the interventions. Mm-hmm. So he starts to get, I guess what he calls interventions, where they, they being who knows who, <laughs> start doing weird things to intervene with his life. So like the first thing was a woman leaves a note in the mailbox wishing them good luck on their move to Colorado. And they lived in Nebraska at this time. Right. And it said, we'll be watching you. Yeah. Right. Something, Something like, that. like that. Yeah. Which is strange. So that's weird. Then he's jumped by some guys while he's riding the bike, while he's riding his bicycle. We'll get more into that later. Mm-hmm. And then the, the you can't hide all over his computer. Right. Yeah. I just put really question mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my question was, who's supposed to be doing this? Is it is it the, the aliens? Is it or the is shimmer it, person? Is it, is the, it yeah. government? We, we don't know. We don't know. And he said, I think everything was deleted from the computer except yeah. so I was I don't know like if he had if that's where he was well it's clearly not the only copy of evidence that he had you know because well, I'm like true. I would <laughs> he think still that has would all be, this evidence right. so flash like, drives that might be why hypothetically they would erase everything on his computer right. but they didn't get rid of anything so I was like it, that just What's doesn't make the sense point? yeah and then another thing under the interventions, he talked about the speakers buzzing, yeah. even though they were not connected to power. Um, we have problems with our speakers buzzing all the time. And I wanted to let you see in here for yourself. Okay. Once again. It's off. There's no power. I'd like to know how the hell they do that. I was very skeptical of that. Yeah, I was like, do you... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and also his medication melted. Yeah. I mean... All of his bottles of medication, apparently he found melted one morning. He, yeah. It... Uh, easily faked. That's all I'm going to say. Right. But... And what per- And what kind of medication? Yeah. Uh, I, I did look. You did? I paused and I couldn't see it well enough. Did I, you? I just, I didn't see any names, but I did see, like, take every four to six hours for pain. So okay. something was for pain. So I don't know if this was after 
I don't know if we talked about it yet, but he hurts his knee at some point. So I don't know if that was after that or for something else, but it was pain medication. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he... Some it, of it anyway. It talks about it a little bit, but it gets, goes into more more depth later in, in the show. But yeah, he, he does injure himself. <laughs> Poor man. Yeah. So the next thing I had was Encounters. Okay, just for encounters I have, they highlight some very tiny, tiny writing and move on to orbs. That's what I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they really... I have... <laughs> he has a small red spinning orb he sees, and I... My observation at the time said, okay, if you have a camera and this has happened before, why the fork don't you have a flashlight? Ding dang. <laughs> so, I mean, that was my... my flashlight. Honestly, yeah, like... Number two thing to have if you're ghost hunting or alien hunting. Right. Like, he has this camera all the time. Like, why wouldn't you have, like, a diving light that's got, like, the most powerful beam? I, I, I don't know. I just... And, Honestly, under orbs, I just have, that's a damn laser light. That's what I have. Because <laughs> it was just a red light floating around Right, the room. and he is a cat dad, so clearly he <laughs> probably would have multiple laser lights, so. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. That's the same freaking orb. It's the craziest thing. There it is. There it is, there it is. I'm going to zoom in, I'm going to zoom in. I mean, what we probably saw was a laser light show uh, put on by Stan and his sister. Who knows? Or his, yeah. Or his wife. Sorry. Or his sister wife. We don't know. <laughs> <His sister-wife. laughs> uh, so then... That I, explains everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It, hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, under encounters, I had visitors. And at, when I first saw this, I thought, he has kids? How? No. Mm, yeah. Stepkids. Um, yeah. Yeah. In this part, he claims to have caught a peeping Tom on camera, and <laughs> I put LOL, really. <laughs> I called it the peeping Tom alien. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he <laughs> claims to have caught this alien spying on him through his window. He was trying to make sure it wasn't a peeping Tom looking at his stepdaughters. Oh, that's right, yeah. But yeah, somebody suggested, because Stan... Who has a camera on him at all times. Mm-hmm. Never thought, hey, I keep seeing this thing out my window. Maybe I should put a camera up. So someone suggested that he put a camera up. And he records what he claims is an alien. Right, yeah. Peeking through his windows. Yeah. Do you want to explain what we see? Sure. It's, <laughs> um, it's like a window in a normal room. And very slowly, this <laughs> alien head... Her face pops up from the bottom of the window, like, almost cartoonish, like, I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> look in your house, and then it goes down. Very and, quickly, yeah, yes. jumps down. And slowly comes back up again, and I don't know if it does it two or three times, but it it looks like a alien doll head being yeah. lifted up into Honestly. this window. I mean, it's not blinking, it's not moving, it like, not turning its head. Maybe aliens can't turn their heads. I don't know. (laughs) But he, at the end of the clip, runs into the room and is like, I'm gonna, I caught you, you son of a bitch. I know, he's like, that little bastard. That little bastard. Oh, man, what is that? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, really, Stan? It's, I don't know. Like, at that point, it's just like, okay. At that point, I would be pissing my pants, but Stan's just like, Holy cow! Yeah. That's something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really, Stan? Really? 
Yeah. So I don't know that that at that point I was like I'm out. I don't I like that was like that like, was that was it. Like it, I mean, by that I guess I mean like this is all faked or this yeah. th- at least that part yeah. was faked. That's how I felt. Um, just I was like if you're going to do the big reveal like uh, yeah. it, it just didn't do it for me. I would have just kept that out of the movie. Yeah. If right. You're trying to make people believers, honestly. Yeah. But also I guess in that visitors section. He had uh, some pictures he had caught with aliens in the background. And there was one particular picture that cracked me up. It was like a man and a woman in a romantic pose with an alien in the background. (laughs) And the alien was kind of like looking pissed off. And I was like, (laughs) the alien's like, get away from my man. That was the only thing I thought of. Um, And then there was like almost an alien selfie. um, Yes. Which was actually taken... On my 21st birthday. Oh. Yeah. So I... What does that say about you? Well, I am revealing my age for the first (laughs) time. (laughs) But it just... I don't know. Like, I was like, I remember what I was doing on that night. (laughs) Here's poor Stan with some alien taking pictures of That might have been the first, like, selfie ever. Yeah. I mean, do you know which picture... You know which picture I'm talking... Yeah. And they didn't really... He doesn't really talk about that one, I don't think. Not really. Like, how it got on the camera... But yeah, there's a very close-up alien selfie. Yeah, it looks like, I don't know, I guess you call them the greys. I'm not super familiar with different alien types, but like the typical big head. Yeah. You don't really get the whole thing in the picture, but gray, tiny mouth. Looks like it's going to be a bigger head, sort of. (laughs) No helmet is going to fit that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like big eyes, and they almost look emaciated. They're very skinny. Yeah. At least these appeared to be. Next... Audrey Calls was like the next oh, yeah. title card okay. that they put out. Yeah. Audrey Calls. <laughs> Do you want to go on to that one? Uh, okay, so you get these phone calls. Someone, some female, and they call her an English woman, leaves a message on his phone. She's a damn computer, is what she yeah, sounds yes, like. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I cannot tell you who I am for safety reasons, but I can tell you that your perceptions of Stan Romanek and his experiences are real. I was like, I remember playing the, playing with this when I first got my first laptop in college. Mine was a man. Maybe I could have changed it. I don't know. But my roommates and I laughed so hard because we would just make him say, you will die. And he would say it like that. And we typed that over and over again. What? I don't even know what that was. It was just... How did you make your computer do that? I don't remember. It was like a feature on... Early, it probably still it, does, but... It was, and I feel like there was also um, a talking dictionary online, yeah. and you could yeah. get online and to hear words pronounced. Yes. So, I remember that the first time <laughs> I encountered it, I think I was in fifth grade, and my sister and I were just typing and pooped. <laughs> poop, and we would die laughing, because it's like we're making this computer that can do almost anything say poop. But. Yeah, exactly. So that was, a, the first message that I saw was like 2004. So that's the right time frame for like, people to have computers in their homes. I mean, people were before that, but like, that was the time where it was common, and I know there was a little program on my laptop where I could make it say wherever, whatever I wanted, and it sounded exactly like this. As you have probably noticed, Stan is slightly different. Yeah, and and she calls him Starseed. Starseed. <laughs> which um, I unfortunately have not Google searched I Starseed. I, sh- I just now thought about that. I was like, I should see like what that pulls up if that's 
a name in some science fiction book or a, mm-hmm. a movie. But yeah, Starseed is what I guess they refer to right. Stan. That's his nickname. Stan. Yeah, and she tells him that it was good to move to Colorado, but they shouldn't have moved to Colorado Springs. Right. It is great that you are back in Colorado, but Colorado Springs was not a good idea. It seems you have moved into their backyard. But they being, who knows? Because is she the alien, or is she warning them about the aliens? Yeah, they don't really ever talk about that. Um, And he also mentions that they have conversations for two hours. Two hours? Which I said, what the F do they talk about? Exactly! Like, for two hours. Because these conversations that they show us are very... Basic. Yeah, it's like, there's there's no depth to the conversation. It's just very... Call and response. Mm-hmm. And there's also a couple of other women on these calls. Um, and there's one one part where he, I guess, hears the sound. It causes him to pass out. Yeah. And this woman calls it a neat sound. And I was like, that is <laughs> such you. an aggravating sound. Like, that is not neat. Thank you. I wrote that down, too. <laughs> That's a really neat sound. That was really a neat sound. <laughs> What? Who responds that way to the most annoying noise you've ever heard in your life? I would be so pissed if I was on the phone with somebody and that like blared into my ears. Yeah. I'd be like, are, are you kidding like, me? Like, do we have a bad connection? What's going on? But they're all just like, oh, what is that? Hmm. Yeah. And Stan's like, I'm feeling weird. Well, and then I also wrote this down. And I don't know if it's something that Audrey said to him. It just I just wrote down transition into next step. So I don't know if they were talking about now that Stan has moved, something more is going to come of his encounters or what he's transitioning oh, into. Yeah, after they make him pass out, she that was his transition. She was yes, apologizing okay. for for that, but that was necessary to transition into the next step. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. That's what the caller said to him. Yeah, and they don't really, I guess at this point, talk about what he's transitioning into or what the next they, step is. I don't spoiler, know. they never do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a few more pages of notes, so I could be completely wrong. But, here. yeah, there's more evidence to come. Yeah. Yes, evidence. <laughs> so the next thing I have is the children. Yep, I have that too. Okay. You'll appreciate this, I think, as you're an art student doing your artsy stuff. The little girl behind the deck, Photoshop. Right? So poorly. <laughs> like, it. it's like they took a little girl from a stock image photo yes. and cut out her head and put it and she is peering at them through the bars of a deck and I could not stop laughing. I like <laughs> rewound it a few times and it's like that girl is creeping on them. Like go away. You're gross. Like <laughs> and and it's supposedly in these candid shots that there's this this girl peeking and I I I could not wrap my head around that. Like what does that have to do? And she looks right. at this point and I think this ties into something later, but she looks like a normal Human yeah, girl. she looks normal. Uh, and they, then, oh, this was my other thing, too. Like, why does he keep changing, or I guess maybe not him, but the director or whoever, like, shows the, like, sat, changes the saturation or, like, embosses the photo. I'm like, who? Exactly. Is I was this like, 1999? What is happening? Like, is that supposed to make us believe yeah, that? I was I like, understand. a computer will pick up flesh tone. Like, it's going to show that no matter what, even if it's a fake photo which this very clearly is, is. Yes. and I don't know what the embossing <laughs> I was 
like wow. somebody's just having fun with this. This like, is not science. Like, yeah, I was like, is this, you know, some PBS special from like 1994 exactly. about like emerging technology? Exactly. <laughs> and then he gets the phone calls from the kids. Right. And they are named Kiyoma and her sister Trilly, yes. I think. And I had a note to myself to Google those names. I did not do that. Shame on me. But again, names you might want to Google and see what comes up. Kiyoma. Let us know. And really, yeah, please do. I'm sure after this we will get on our phones and Google it. But yeah. And they call him Daddy. Yeah. They call, you know, they, I don't know, it's weird. And there's, and there's again, women on the phone with Stan as he's talking to these little girls. And it's, um, it's very strange. And then he also mentions there was a little girl looking in the window Mm -hmm. who left prints on the window. And I questioned, why didn't you call the police? If, <laughs> if a person, regardless of their age, is pressing themselves up against your window... And you don't know who they are. Right. Like. Uh, yeah, there might be an issue. Maybe not. Uh, I, and I, Yeah, he doesn't respond normally to things. Like, if a child was outside my window, I wouldn't think, oh, that's one of my alien friends visiting me. I would think... Who the hell is that looking inside my window and go to investigate? But he, I guess he just takes a picture and moves on with his life. I don't know. He, yeah. And it chalks it up to an alien encounter, not a real person, which is just bizarre thinking. Right. Bizarre way to look at things. Well, and then he presents a photo of a girl at one of his talks. Oh, gosh. Um, and all I put was, whoa, forehead girl. <laughs> and in this picture, this girl looks like she has a chrome magnet. It's very... Mm-hmm. Pronounced um, brow. Yes, and it's almost pointy. Almost like Lady Gaga in her Born Born This Way video. It's, like, very angular. And so that was going back to earlier with that picture of the girl behind the deck. She looked like a normal girl with normal right. facial features. And then he's like, there's this girl at my talk. And I'm like, so is he saying that they're connected? They're the same? Like, I... It's just a lot of different well, stuff. So when I rewatched this again, because I did that for you listeners, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's on the phone talking to Kioma, one of the girls. They like she breaks into one of their calls, and at some point he asks her, "Okay, if this is Kioma. When are we going to see you in person again?" And she said, "That's why she's calling. We might be at your next talk because at this point Stan has become popular within the UFO." Community and he's giving these presentations, I guess, of his evidence. So then we see this photo, and I did this with subtitles, otherwise I don't think I would have been able to get the connection of like, Uh, why are we seeing this other girl? But I think he's saying that this is her now. This she came to his talk, he got a picture of her with her big eyes and her pronounced brow. She's obviously an alien. But then I was thinking, like, don't people dress up to go to those weirdo things? Right, right. And she's sitting in a crowd of people, yeah. so... Um, nobody else notices. Right, or... nobody's reacting to her yeah, look. exactly. And, yeah, or like you said, maybe there's other people with some right. different uh, alienish features that they put on prosthetics or something. Right. You know, it's like, the, I don't know, like, that's not evidence to me. That's... No, <laughs> nope. Do you have anything else to add about that? It was a lot of crazy evidence. yeah. Uh, So I guess the next part of the film goes into Stan and Lisa, is Mm -hmm. the subtitle, and it's talking about, I guess, their marriage, their relationship. Stan is married to Lisa, and she says that Stan has an artistic personality, (laughs) 
which I immediately wrote down, Lisa is his stage mom. Like, yep. this is... <laughs> Stan's got the talent. Lisa's just, like, riding She's this gonna, pony. Get him on TV. Yeah. No matter what. It's not like an abductee is somebody who wears a tinfoil hat. They don't have moon boots. You know, he's very normal. Yeah, she tells us he's just a normal guy. He puts on his clothes just like everybody else. I don't know how else he would do it if you weren't <laughs> putting one pant leg on at a time. But And these things aren't, I think she says, these things are happening for him to push him to something very important. But not only for himself, but for humanity. Hmm. I have a lot of mixed feelings about that, <laughs> which we will get into when we conclude this because, mm, yes. uh, yeah. I mean, and Stan also at this point is also talking about his life growing up. Um, I laughed so hard. <laughs> right. He quotes, he had gang members around him all the time. And I had, you know, I had gang members around me all the time because of the neighborhood we lived in. I had the Crips on one side, the Bloods on the other, and they were constantly fighting amongst themselves. Now it was always caught in the crossfires. He lived between the Crips and the Bloods, you guys. Yeah. Between them. He was in the crossfires. <laughs> and then he also, he, I guess, grew up fighting. Um, Stab wounds, Charles. Right, Stab yeah. Wounds. So he's had this traumatic, in his words, upbringing, traumatic. But then he also goes on to tell us that he beat up his high school principal. Yes. But there were no consequences that he talks about. He just yeah. says he beat up his high school principal. Like no, he was kind of a rebel. Right, like, you know, I got such and such on my ACT. <laughs> This is Stan's version of that. I beat up my high school principal, and I I don't know, like, he... His personality is not that of a fighter, and... No. Um, he doesn't look like a fighter. No, he... He doesn't look like he would win a fight. No. Right, because I, like, yeah, I just, I... I, was like, I could you... believe he got beat up as yeah. a child. Yeah, but Oh, not... let's not forget the special ed classes. Not that I want to knock anybody. Right. However. He had dyslexia. He had dyslexia. He says he did. He says he does. When maybe he, he does. In his so. special ed classes where also his teachers beat him up. And bullied him. And bullied locked him. him in a closet. You know, called him names. The Crips and Blood beat him up for being special. Yeah, like, Everybody. He just got shit on, basically, <laughs> is what he's telling life. us. His whole life he got shit on until <laughs> December 27th, 2000. <laughs> Going back to what we talked about, they talk about it again. This was his first official sighting. Right, so... Th- so, at this point in the documentary, we start to go back through the evidence, but with more detail. Like, what you wanted in the first place. Like, first you're bombarded with everything. Now, Stan explains things to us. And he talks about how he met Lisa online. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to send her a video. This was strange, don't you think? Right. And He, he I- wanted her to move to Colorado. She lived in Nebraska. So, yeah. he went out to just video the landscape and the area to send to her in a care package. Well, and and my question is, this is 2000, has she not seen pictures of Colorado? Right. Like, can you, I just, I don't know. But then my other major question is, what website did they meet on? Mm. Like, I want to know. That I is, want to know. Was it I love UFOs and you.com? I don't, I don't know. Farmers only. <laughs> what brought these two lonely hearts together? I live Fate? with my sister. Uh, yeah. We live with our siblings. <laughs> so he wants to show her. So he's out recording the landscape. And this is when he records his first UFO. And he wants to show Lisa because he has had this online relationship with her. So he shows her over web camera. 
turn on your web camera. That is what he told her. <laughs> and yeah, he puts the recorder up. Yeah. Yeah, to show her this, and she's just amazed. Right, and I'm like, what film quality? So he's showing yeah, her recorded stuff through a webcam in 2000, and I was like, I had a webcam. It had to be bad. Yeah, and I, yeah. So, I mean, you could be saying this is anything, and I would probably believe it, I mean, if I was into somebody. Can we break that video down a little bit further? Because I have some notes about I would that. love to. <laughs> he says that he stops at, he notices people like 20 or 30 cars parked on the road. That's why he stopped to see, because they were all outside looking at this thing. But we get snippets of this video. I never see another car or another person in any of those clips. Right. Which is odd. Yeah. He's going to throw that out there. So unless they're all behind him, no. Then he says, looked like it was going to crash into the power lines. It was so close to Earth. And it was actually tilted forward and it was moving along the power lines and it reoriented itself and literally shot to about a thousand foot. Um, before that, it was maybe a hundred foot off the ground, just right above the power lines. And again, 30 foot diameter, this thing wasn't small. Power yeah. lines are shorter than 100 <laughs> feet in the air. I'm just going to throw that out. I don't know. I don't know what Colorado looks like. <laughs> well, the power lines don't. They look like regular power lines that you would see anywhere else. <laughs> Even in Kansas. Yeah, and then, like you mentioned earlier, as soon as he began recording, it was like the object noticed him. Yeah. And it shot 1,000 feet into the air. Yeah, and so and at this point, they're also getting Lisa's reactions um, to this. And I just... To me, I was like, Lisa's kind of an enabler. Like, she's... Yeah. Maybe she's really into him, and she's, you know, supporting him, which she does talk about later in the show, but I just was like, she's very um, easily swung by Stan. And she also, I have a quote, she said, it's kind of a drama with him. <laughs> and so I was like, she's, you know, mm -hmm. she's going on this fantastical ride with this long-distance relationship yeah. guy, and so yeah, that those were my impressions of his first official sighting. With a flying bolt disco ball in the sky. Correct, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think someone also described it as a silver hot air balloon. I think maybe that's yeah. what Stan thought it was at first, yeah. but it was moving too fast to, to be yeah. that, so. Well, then we move into um, more detail about his abductions. Yeah, with his sister. Right, that was, the door. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that what you had next? Yep, yeah. yep. So it's September 2001 was his first contact, apparently, with aliens. They knock on the door... And they must have been knocking for a really long time. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> it's... Whatever time in the morning you said. Yeah, it's two in the morning. Yeah. Two in the morning. So he gets to the door. His sister had already answered it. She's apparently, like, in a trance or something. Right. Yeah, he describes her, like, just standing there with her mouth open. Yeah. Staring She's up at the She's not ceiling. responding to him at all. Yeah. And then he kind of makes contact with the aliens. He tries to actually throw one off a balcony... <laughs> <laughs> Which is when they tap him on the head and he wakes up somewhere else. And and that was his first abduction. Yeah, and then it goes into what they call his regressions. Right. With Deborah Lindemann. I don't know if she's a, a doctor. I googled her. You did? Okay, good. Oh, <laughs> uh, she has a website, research. but I don't know if she's... I don't know if she's a doctor. But she does have, like, a regression business. Right. Hypnosis business thing. Still in business, I guess. Okay, yeah. So. She's a real person. Yeah, I mean... I <laughs> that we know. Yeah, I was just like, well, like, what What are her credentials? Like, what... I should have she... looked at that. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. I... Those were just... I was 
scribbling these things down as I was watching I, well, this. Yeah, because I was wondering, I'm like, is this a friend or is this a real person? But she's yeah. got her own little business, so um. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess just my overall thought about this was his, his regression recollection was very specific um, mm-hmm. and seemed rehearsed. Mm-hmm. When people are in hypnosis, or I, I don't really know what regression therapy would look like, but he seemed not hypnotized. Like right. he was scratching his nose, he was kind of moving around to get comfortable. I feel like if you're actually hypnotized, you're pretty still, you're pretty focused on what you're talking about. Yeah. He didn't look that way at all to me. No. Looked like he had his eyes closed and that's about it. Like they were having a conversation with his eyes closed. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's what it looked like to me, too. Like, he was just kind of like, I'm going to close my eyes and pretend to be in this hypnotized state. Um, But, yeah, we don't know about regression. I've never, I've never been hypnotized. I've never done regression therapy. I have been almost hypnotized. And it was weird. How do you get almost hypnotized? Because we had this, in my psychology class in high school, my teacher brought in a hypnotist. And it was so, it was really weird. The dude just started talking to us about hypnotism. And before you knew it, you were, like, in a trance. And at one point, I just was like, oh, shit. And I, like, kind of woke up. And you could see your classmates. Like, my classmates were just, like, some of them had woke up. Some of them were still in a trance. But it was never like, oh, watch this clock. He just talks to you and puts you into this thing. And then afterwards, like, he wakes everybody up. And you're just like, holy shit. Like... It's pretty amazing, actually. I am jealous of your high school psychology experience. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. I studied psychology my first time through college, and we never had it come in. Like, I feel like I would have enjoyed class a lot more. I mean, I've seen it done at state fairs. Yeah. I, but I've never experienced it myself, so I, I don't it know. Is. It's yeah. very would... interesting. Anyway. So anyway, back to Stan <laughs> and his, his dilemma. He talks about reproductive. Yeah. Um, um, the aliens are just fascinated with our reproductive system right and he thinks that they're manipulating his genetics the abduction experiences after that seem to involve reproductive stuff they're really fascinated with our reproductive abilities and fascinated with our genetics for some reason or maybe they're manipulating our genetics in my case i think the latter is probably more true for what reason we don't really find out yeah, and he t- he says at this point that he was up there with a human female. Yes. And I said, Lisa's going to get jealous. Mm, you call it. <laughs> yeah, so she's there multiple times. And then uh, at one point, he gets greeted by all these children. Yeah. He says all these kids come up and they're like hugging his leg. And, mm. and this is the first point where he gets actual, like, actual motion from Stan, I thought, uh, where he starts looks like he's really crying when he's recalling these children and this one little girl in particular hugging his leg. She's different because it's all about the eyes. She has these huge, oversized, almond-shaped, slanted, so blue, they're almost violet eyes. Beautiful blonde hair, and she's just clinging onto my leg. And he looks at her, and even though she's got like the bigger eyes that I think are supposed to be alien-looking, he knows that it's supposed to be his, you know, DNA that's been used to produce this child. Um, And then he gets sad because he has to leave them. I don't want to leave who behind. You don't want to leave who behind? And I get really creeped out, actually, at this point. 
uh, yeah, and and you don't. He doesn't really talk about like where these children, if I guess they just live in space with the aliens, or what the purpose of these children is. And he doesn't, I guess, connect them. He doesn't say this is Kiyoma or. No, at this point he doesn't. No. Yeah, and so you just you don't know like why why is he being bred? Um, why is he being bred? Why is he being shown these children? Why? Right. They don't seem to have any. I don't know. It's not like they're being superhumans or something. Like right. It, yeah. They're just kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. Then we find out that the woman from the abductions is at one of Stan's talks, and her name is Victoria. Victoria. Which my next note I said is this real? <laughs> Damn love triangle. <laughs> like oh boy tail is old as time it's a love triangle um so he sees her at one of his talks like picks her out he keep well he keeps staring at her and his wife is like hey why are you staring at this woman oh she has huge bazoombas (laughs) i did notice that like when they do show her and they talk to her and i i don't know she's very different looking than stan and his wife yes uh, she uh, is a different class, I would say. To <laughs> um, be nice. <laughs> and I guess it's at this part, Stan says that he has seven children with Victoria. Yeah. Did you, which I said gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his, yeah, and his wife is kind of like, she's being interviewed and she's like, you know, they have this connection of having all these kids together. And I'm like, um, okay, slow down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at this point I was like, uh-oh, when does Lisa try to kill Victoria? <laughs> This is, there's going to be a sequel to this. It's going to be like a true crime sequel. And yeah. they spend a lot of time here, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get all of Lisa's feelings about what it was like to watch her. She called it courting, her husband courting Victoria almost, even though they said they were just talking. And then I just have a couple notes here where Victoria, so the, the other woman, uh, says at one point, I was so wrapped up in the, you know, the case and learning about it and learning what my role was at it and it, it experiencing so many things around me that she didn't think to you know think about what lisa was feeling with her spending all this time with stan right Two like you don't know what your role is in the story like do you not remember being abducted or are you just listening to stan tell you that you were abducted with i didn't understand that and they never go into her story or version of being abducted Right. It was kind of an yeah. odd statement to me. Like, she... What my role was... I don't... Like, you should know. You're the mother of these supposed children then. Like... Right. Yeah. And it was... That is confusing because she didn't give birth right. to these aliens. So maybe she's talking things. about, like, how her... Her eggs were used? Yeah. I mean, I guess... I mean, I, yeah, it's not very... It's pretty vague about what, what she's talking about as far as her role. Because it's, like, so... These aliens have traveled to Earth, or they've been here, and they selected Stan <laughs> and, Victoria. and Victoria to produce, like, I, it just... Why? Right. Right. Why aliens? The, the biggest question, the life's biggest <laughs> question always, why? Why does the always the whitest, trashiest person get abducted? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it just easy? What's, what's the thought process? So I guess... The next couple parts, do you have any more to add about Victoria and well, Stan? not Victoria and Stan, but they, they throw in at the end there kind of like Lisa talking about Stan, and she very specifically says she would never lie for him. If, if I thought Stan was lying about any of this, 
making any of it up, I would have walked away faster than anything. Love or no love. She can't stand liars. Yeah, and she she does say that she calls him out when he's right messes I guess, up the elaborating story. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Has she seen the evidence? That's right. Yeah. Question. Like that's yeah. I'm like, so did she see the peeping tom video? <laughs> yeah. Did she see that? Was she portraying the alien or controlling <laughs> the puppet that looks like it's popping up? Yeah. She's being a good wife, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, she says. I remember she was talking about like how she would like give her life for him, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And I was like, whoa. This yeah. is turning like true crime territory yeah. at first. Like, uh, she ain't she ain't giving them to Victoria. I can tell you that. Well, and then there's other women that are in this documentary that are interviewed. I guess the next one that they show, or at least on my notes, is Heidi. Yeah. Do you have anything about Heidi? I I don't really remember what she said, but I wanted to know why she has the same throw pillow as Lisa, but she's on a different couch. Oh. Queer eye. <laughs> that. I and didn't it, notice that. She, yeah, she's on like a brown quartery couch, but her throw pillow is the same one that's mm. in the shots with Lisa, which I was like, this is strange. Like, are they just bringing people in to make us think that there's more evidence? Or I, I don't know. Right. I, I thought that was, and Heidi was, was like, and was she the journalist or an investigator? No, Paola. She was the photojournalist. Photojournalist. Okay. Yeah. And Paola, Paola. I don't know I don't how know. to say her name. They're on the the phone calls we heard earlier right. are Heidi and Victoria, who mm-hmm. now we know who they are at this point in the documentary. But they when the children when the children break in, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it gets a little weird. It gets a little stance almost seems to be using his fame at this point because he's going to a lot of conferences talking about his experiences. Right. I'm sure you get a weird little following. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess the next part, it goes back to when his sighting was being replaced. Is that your next? Yes. And, and this, he's filming these men working on the sighting of his house that, just to refresh your memory, it's the sighting that was destroyed by the flash of some... Right. Apparently we don't know ju- what it was. just came to melt the camera and the... Well, it didn't even really destroy the camera. It just kind of... It knocked it out. Knocked it out. Yeah, and made this flash on the side of his house, on the sighting. Yeah. So these people are replacing his sighting... Um, he says that they're shop vacuuming his yard, and he, he asks if he can take a piece of the siding, to which they say, no, no, you can't. So he's convinced that these people are here just to remove the evidence that was left by the UFO. Mm-hmm. I disagree. <laughs> right, yeah. And well, and he, he goes on to say that he calls his landlord and is asking, like, did you hire these guys? And the landlord apparently has no clue, and he's like, well, I don't want to get charged for it. Do we hear from the landlord, though? No. No, we don't. This is Stan's word. And Stan also claims that he took a piece of the sighting. Do we see that? We don't see that. We don't see the sighting. I would think that he would take the sighting to a professional scientist who maybe believes in UFOs to analyze it. I don't well, they did have... So, again, there's more scrolling of reports and whatnot. So, I paused it. Okay, good. I did not pause. And looked at this report. But it's just, like, one of his UFO friends making a report. Yeah. but i kind of just read through it and one part said there are two hypotheses that can be made concerning this event the first is that a beam that the beam story is a hoax and is accomplished by washing a sloth of detergent um or washing the sloth with detergent so what it looked like was it looked like the siding had just been cleaned around this camera. Right, And he yeah. said it looked melted. I didn't see any evidence of melting. It looks like, yeah, maybe someone power washed this yeah. 
arched section where yeah. the camera was, and it that's what it looks like in that's the photo. That's all it looks like. And then he said you could also cause this by heating the area under the camera. But guess what? In this report, no cleaners were found. Yeah. That led them to believe it must have been aliens. See, logical conclusion. <laughs> because they didn't leave the Windex laying outside on, on the yard, you know, for everyone to see. I just, it's mind-blowing to me, this dumb report. Like, I just, this had to be one of his friends or just someone who wanted to believe so badly. They also said in the report, though, they were able to recreate the discoloration with whatever they were seeing, because it doesn't show up in the video, with a heat gun. So it could have been easily faked is what they're saying, but they don't believe so. Right. And then I guess he he claims that the company that did the cleanup um, was named Bob Siding and that they were from Grand Island, Nebraska, and they do not exist. Right. Um, But I Googled this. So I Googled Bob Siding from Grand Island, Nebraska. No, but an hour away in Edgar, Nebraska, there is a Bob sighting. So for me, that's close enough. Right, yeah. I feel like he just got lazy and changed the city name. Mm-hmm. And there's a Bob sighting close enough for me to be like, oh, well, that makes sense. Did we hear from the landlord? No. Okay, well. Yeah, and he also, Stan also claims that while he's filming... These guys are turning away from him. Well, I'm like, who wants to be filmed while you're working? Like, I'm outside doing my job, sweating, and there's this man with a camera in my face. Mm -hmm. Unless they're going to be throwing dollar bills at me, (laughs) get away. Like, (laughs) same thing. They're probably just like, why is this guy recording? Yeah, like we're not getting paid extra for this. Exactly. And he says that they, yeah, like I think we said the only place they resided was that one side of his house. But again. He doesn't, like, take the camera around the house to prove that there's old sightings still on the house. I mean, it's it's kind of just left in the air, so... Yeah. So, I guess... I don't know if this is the next section, but it's back to the get out. I guess it's yeah. the intervention. Um, and he's, he... Stan starts talking about how he was harassed, I right. guess, by local townspeople in... Yeah, he gets the call from the British lady first, saying that it's not safe to live in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And not long after, he's, like, attacked while on his bicycle. <laughs> right. Well, and then he he also says, quote, I grew up in southwest Denver, so I kind of <laughs> know how to fight a little bit. Yes. <laughs> and my thought was, so you grew up in southwest Denver where you claim you were between these gangs. So I'm like, do you fought gangs? Like, he's yeah, just... he did. He he's did. <laughs> kind of all over the place with <laughs> and his now, abilities. I was also like, is Denver that bad? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's not one of those either. places where I think gang, strong gang activity. I mean, I guess every big city, but I just started laughing. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, Southwest Denver. Yeah, that's a rough neighborhood. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, and I don't know if we said this, but he said a black, he was riding his bicycle to work and a black SUV pulled up by him and was saying something to him, to which point he stopped, these people got out. He got into a fight with these two men who he thought... I guess were government agents. Black ops. Black Charles, ops. Black ops. And he <laughs> thought that he had killed one of them. I knew these guys were going to start trouble, and you could tell they were definitely some kind of black black ops or military just by the way they looked. He started shoving me, and I kind of fell off my bike a little bit. And um, I heard him talking about the alien stuff, and I said, "I can't shut up about this stuff. This that's ridiculous." And so he started swinging, and we got into a tussle, and. You know, I grew up in southwest Denver, so I kind of know how to fight a little bit. And um, 
Then the guy behind the passenger seat, there were four of them all together, got out and did all these kung fu karate kind of moves. And I actually laughed at him. I think it kind of pissed him off a little bit. But he came at me and I had a bike chain wrapped around my seat that I locked my bike up with. And I just started wailing at him. And I honestly thought I killed him. I just was, oh, oh, Stan. That's like all I said through oh, this Stan. whole whole documentary was, oh, Stan. Like, you 20 pound overweight little man. Yeah. I I'm mean, sure you did. You you fought off secret undercover black mm-hmm. ops people. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, your body is a lethal weapon. We don't want to mess with you. <laughs> so again, I stopped the Netflix video because they had the police report. Mm, yes. Scrolling through. So I kind of read a little bit of that, assuming that this is a real police report. The police report states that he just started swinging his bike chain and hit a guy in the face. So Stan says he wrapped it around his fist and, like, beat the shit out of this guy. Really probably hit him once. And really, I think this was probably a road rage incident that Stan turned into an alien incident. That, uh, yeah. I ride my bike all the time. You get people yelling at you. They hate sharing the road with you. I'm sure Stan said something back and they followed him to his work and wanted to jump him. Yeah. That's what that's what I see happening. <laughs> yeah, and he he mentions, I guess, I think it was during this fight that he started to feel a tingling sensation. Oh. Was that during this one? I don't but it was him that. being tased. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they tase him. Yeah. As he's beating that guy up so right. badly. He finally gets the police. Someone police show up. He gets tased. <laughs> and I might be a little bit off here on, in my chronology. I'd had a few glasses of wine at this point trying to get through this thing. And I don't know if it's after he was tased, but I had that he fell. Was that during this incident that he fell into a wheelbarrow of bricks? Oh, no, that's not this incident. (laughs) I combined... (laughs) Pardon me. I combined a couple of things because it's just a lot of information going at you all at once about Yeah, that is the next thing we talk about, though. Okay. (laughs) That's how he hurts his knee. Yes. He falls... Off a ladder, I guess, or off a roof. 12 feet, 12 says, feet, yeah, yes. you're right. I did hear that. And today. lands into a wheelbarrow full of bricks. And I was like, damn, what, what are the fucking chances? I like, know. you fell into a wheelbarrow. Not just a wheelbarrow, but it's full of no, bricks. It's extra. Stan is always extra, no matter <laughs> what. He's extra. <laughs> All I could picture was like a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon <laughs> character, like, ah, toppling down. And I, I saw, I think I paused it on the doctor report, or they show it like he tore his anterior cruciament yeah his ACL yeah Yeah. yep doctor's telling me he needs surgery Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) but guess what happens the day before his surgery you won't believe this he's abducted and healed 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 completely healed gone hey where'd my knee brace go where'd my cast go and how come my knee doesn't hurt anymore and how come it's swollen anymore and why in the hell do I have five holes in the back of my leg there was hardly any bruising left. My knee felt, my leg felt a little stiff, but after a while it stretched out and no pain, no pain whatsoever. Gone, all his wounds healed. Not Miraculous. only that, but that brace, it's melted. It got fucking melted. On the bricks that hurt him. Mm-hmm. It's like, take that brick. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to go in for surgery. He was abducted, miraculously healed. He says that he called his doctor um, and she couldn't see him, so she's like, just go to this ER doc. So he takes a tape recorder to this ER doctor, um, and you can hear this conversation. As you do. Yeah. I mean. 
um, <laughs> that his his leg is healed and he doesn't need surgery anymore. Um, the doctor is just mystified. Mm-hmm. The quote-unquote doctor, I don't know. Like, I feel like they should have interviewed this doctor. Again, yeah. Just vid- or just audio, no video. And then he's also got this picture of the five punctures behind his knee. Oh, yes, that's right. So, I got curious, and I looked this up too, because I've seen knee surgery before, and really, they don't really have to, like, chop you open. I mean, sometimes there's scars and whatnot, but there are sometimes just little punctures where they poke their little instruments instruments through and whatever. So I kind of wondered if maybe he did have the surgery, but this is what he was left with afterwards, and we didn't see the full knee. We just see the back of the knee, really. Right. And, yeah, I'm not familiar with the procedure. I would like to examine the front of Santa. Stan's knees. I mean, I don't really yeah. want to look at those, no, but, I don't want to either, but I feel like they should have shown that. Yeah, for... it was kind of just, it was odd. I don't know. The doctor didn't know where the punctures came. Yeah, he had these I know. You know, little punctures after being healed. I don't so, know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, then we get back to the alien in the window. Uh, well, is is it that one? No. I um, I think Can this I was my something? favorite. No, I think it's called Peeping Tom again. But I think it's a different... He says he films an alien in two different places. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same alien, but it's a different occurrence of him filming an alien. Um, yeah, well, he goes back to the one in the window, um, just saying that it was, like... It's, like, his most controversial evidence. Right. And then, yeah, and then there's that other one that's kind of looking through the doorway. He kind of talks about yeah. those at the same time. I think yeah. he calls it the Grandpa Gray yes, or something. Yes, the Grandpa Gray. And this is... This is now when Stan is living in Kearney, Nebraska, and his stepson is having a sleepover. Yes. So he claims to have seen, Stan claims to have seen, a naked figure running to the kitchen. So Stan, being the documentary person he is, wants to capture this naked figure on camera. This naked figure who he thinks might be a child right. from the slumber party. Right, yeah. And he also talks about how, and I don't know if it was before or after he records it, but he goes up to his son's room, or stepson's yeah. room, yeah. and the kids are all asleep. Anyway, this is another film. He sees this alien, alien peering out from behind like a, a sliding glass door. And Stan says he sees it blink and it moves slowly. It does not it does blink. Not blink. I rewound it. <laughs> it I watched it. Lies. Stan, that is a lie. It doesn't move, except unless when it backs out of the door. Right. There's no hand movement. There's no head movement. No. No. And so I'm like, okay, so you're going to run up with your film recorder. If these things are spying on you, why don't you have a baseball bat? Like, I mean, also, I would go running outside with some kind of a weapon, like... Who yeah. the fuck are you? And around my house. Like, get out of here, creepy. And this was, like, the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. It, like, his responses <laughs> yes. are not real. Oh, my God. What the fuck is that? Holy shit. Oh, my God. What's it doing? Holy shit. Oh, man. Where the fuck did it go? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? No. Oh, what is that? What's it doing? Oh, I'm like, there's a fucking alien in your house. And oh, oh, no, no. Right. That's not how you respond. (laughs) Yeah. And even if you are Stan 
Romanek, who's seeing everything. I mm-hmm. mean, no. All right. So Maybe. I'm like, so this alien ran through the kitchen, opened the sliding glass door, closed the sliding glass door. Then <laughs> peeked back through. Right. And I don't know. Maybe aliens can phase through things. Because he, True. I mean, he did also talk about that orb leaving a wet spot. Yeah. On his wall. I mean, there's a lot of, there's so much. So much evidence. So much evidence that, yeah, it's, it's a lot to take it's in. Ri- it's ridiculous. It is. It is very ridiculous. Oh, and then we go through a quick little thing about he's having a party Again, the children arrive. He gets a picture of it. It magically disappears off his camera. And then he gets a phone call from a little girl who's like, hey, daddy. daddy. Yeah. But daddy. grossed me out. Yeah. yeah. And Stan starts crying again. Yeah, I, I did write down um, the, the little girl that was shown in the picture made people cry when they looked at it. And yeah. I, I don't know. Why. I don't know. That was just very strange. And there were, I guess, a couple of people who, who said that they witnessed it. Right. Right. Again. How much had they been drinking? Also, it's a child, like, peeking out from behind a tree. Right. I mean, who's to say it's some alien being? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand (laughs) is the end of that. I don't understand. And I guess the next part was validation. Part of MUFON. I don't know what MUFON, I guess UFO. Guys. Nation. (laughs) Uh, Investigators were looking into several witnesses at his sightings. Yeah, they just started interviewing people who were trying to give him credibility, basically. Um, by this point in the movie, I am pretty much done. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> like, I don't care what you people have to say. It was here. a long movie. Yeah, it's, it was longer than I thought. It's it like an hour and 45 minutes, yeah. which I guess, depending on your material, could be long or not. But, I mean, this is just... And they kind of talk about the same things over and over. Right. And so it's it's like, can this please just end? <laughs> Yeah, like they get a, a physicist who says Stan's equations relate to propulsion and yes. light speed, and you'd have to know something about physics to know these equations. But then I was like, okay, but what happens if I just Google like hypothetical time travel equations? Like, I'm sure there's plenty out there. Yeah, it was Claude Swinson, the physicist. Because yeah. during the regressions, I guess. Stan is writing out these equations. Right, yeah, I don't know if we mentioned that or not. Um, And one of them was the unified field theory. And Claude, the physicist, says that for Stan to be able to, I guess, write out these equations, he would have to know a lot. And that Stan's equations and everything that he's putting together, in Claude's opinion, were showing that, I guess, time, light speed travel is possible, something like that. I, mean, I think one thing that they, they give is a sense of credibility. These equations are beyond what he could come up with on his own. But they're um, known equations. They're not right. anything new, per se. He right. might have changed a number here and there, but... Yeah, and I don't know if it was just, like, the way that he put them together is what Claude was... But I'm like, if you do your own research, I feel like... Yeah, I feel uh, like you could Anybody could put that stuff together. I mean... I don't know if I would have the memory to write out all of that stuff. That's the thing. But I don't know. But a lot of it happened, you know, in his sleep or whatever. So right, it's not like people are watching him watch or write these all the time. Right. He probably just came forward like, oh, look what I wrote last night. But I had written on my palm. You know. Yeah. We don't know. So I mean, that part was kind of interesting. But at the same time, I'm like, that could be easily. Yeah. You've got a good memory. Right. Yeah. And then what I was hoping for, they did have a clinical psychologist, yes. <laughs> Dr. Ojak. Who looked 
crazier than Stan. I mean, honestly. Crazier and possibly 130 years old. <laughs> he was so very old. Um, uh, he... God every, bless him. Yeah. Every time he talked, I was like, "That's he's exerting a lot of energy. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, but he he said that he assessed Stan. He took, gave Stan tests. He gave him the Myers-Briggs, which is a personality type. But I was like, I've taken those. I know you can. Yeah. You can fake those. Yeah. And he also gave him a memorization test. And then he goes on to say that normal isn't something we can all agree on. Mm-hmm. But the impression I took from Dr. Ojak was that he did not think Stan was a, a fake. No. And he said that. I don't know, the the doctor kind of seemed like he was a human lie detector. He didn't think Stan was lying to him at all by his responses or the way he was responding. Right, yeah. Um, So, you know. But if you believe in something because you want to, then you believe. Yeah. And they also had Leo Sprinkle, a PhD, who did self-hypnosis. Yeah, what was the purpose of this guy? I don't know. I just had a quote from him that he believes that Stan, he's delivering the news. That's what this Mr. Sprinkle said about... Stan is delivering the news. Right. So it's like... I didn't... In the interview, it didn't seem like he did hypnotize him. Yeah, I don't know. It was like he was just this random expert they had on there to talk about... Give credibility, try to make it seem more credible. Yeah, I, I don't really know what his purpose was, I... Do you have anything else to add about the validation part? No. I mean, they had a, they had a few more, like, investigators and journalists come on. Yeah. Just to say, well, yeah, he's legit. Mm-hmm. He's a normal guy, and do I believe everything he says? No, but I believe, you know... Even if you he, believe 40%, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. It's like when you have 195 <laughs> right. documented pieces of evidence, I guess. Yeah. And the last part before the epilogue was the message, and... What is it? Like, what is Stan trying to convey to humanity? I don't know. After 140 <laughs> minutes of this movie, I do not know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I put I down, and I don't know if these are quotes from the movie. I, there is another side. There's a higher dimension. Right, just that aliens exist. Our I souls guess. are recognizing this is a crucial time for humanity. And someone also mentioned that they think several groups of aliens are visiting the Earth at various times um i don't know i i don't i don't know you would think after the phone calls stan would have right something starseed 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 you are important (laughs) and someone else said it was time for the human race to grow up and understand we are not alone which he or maybe i i put down equals world peace question mark like i don't know if they think that once we all know what these aliens are doing, it's going to bring people together and cause wars to end. Or I really don't know. I guess the message to me was a little clouded, and I was yeah. conjecturing myself after growing up watching X-Files. I was like, well, I can tell you what the aliens are doing. I definitely know. <laughs> so then finally... wouldn't be messing around with this mofo. Yeah, I know. I mean, this whole time... I even texted you. I was like, what would Scully say in this situation? <laughs> because I know, I feel like I know what she would say. Like, oh God, this is Scully. bullshit. This yeah. guy is grade A. Especially after spear. she found out. Yes, yeah. Drop dropped the bomb. Time for the epilogue. It is an uplifting, happy <laughs> epilogue, let me tell you. Um, in 2014, Stan was arrested for child pornography charges. Oh. Yes. Shocking. Yes. Which... 
going into this, I had Googled him, so I saw those charges. So points of the movie when he's talking about filming Kit, like it was, there was just some like red flags popping up. Yeah. If you haven't Googled him or if this is your first time watching, you don't know anything about him, it might be a surprise to you. But just some of the stuff that he was saying throughout it. And but then in this documentary, they kind of play the part that this porn was loaded onto his computer to frame him. Exactly. Um, And they give a few examples of who else that's happened to. Yeah, they had a bunch of, like, newspaper clippings. Right. um, With all these, like, oh, FBI loads, blah, 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 to frame, blah, blah, blah. But I don't... Yeah. The sources are fuzzy. I mean, they look like newspapers, so you're like, oh, that's legit, but who knows? Right. Yeah, and... What popped into my mind, going back to X-Files, of course, was in the first X-Files movie, Mulder meets up with this conspiracy theorist and the guy's on the run because the government, Big Brother, planted child porn on his computer. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, it's like a very small part, and um, I think it it was child porn or he was accused of molesting kids, something with that. But it's a very common theme, I guess, in... People who are being discredited and, or, I don't know, like, it just seems like, well, of course they're trying to make me look like I'm a pedophile. They're trying to discredit me and yeah. shush me up and put me away for life. And I was just like, well, I mean, that's kind of a Twinkie defense, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's when, so I hadn't Googled him beforehand, so I did not know about this. And, yeah, like I said earlier, like, when he was talking about those kids, I did get weirded out because it was the first time he was emotional. Yeah. It was weird. It was just... And it wasn't like, oh, this guy really likes kids. It was just weird. Yeah, he... I don't even... If you haven't watched it, watch it. Watch it because it's just... No, he doesn't... And I guess they were his stepkids, all the kids that yeah. he was living with. Yeah. And so he just does not seem like a paternal no. person and... I don't know. Yeah, it's it was very the like, fact that kids had to come up at all with any of his things was mm-hmm. weird. I mean, I guess okay, the aliens are using you to spawn some sort of other race, but visiting the phone calls, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It's like was that him calling out for help or who just knows? being living out some sort of weird fantasy because right. they called him daddy, yeah, and that kind of stuff. Oh, I just oh. Yeah, like was it a cry for help? Like yeah, we don't. Like, he's like, I need to get these urges under control, so if I roleplay yeah. right. this way... Um, and I guess, I mean, talking about this, this is kind of like our closing, maybe, thoughts and observations, but it was uncomfortable, especially. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I said, going to this, I had that knowledge, and then when he was talking, it was just like, eh, okay. But that's that's enough about that, unless you have anything else to no, add about um, uh, the child no. pornography charges. And I, He pled not guilty. Right. I think they're still... It's still going. It's still going. He's not... Because I wrote down, is he in jail, question mark? And Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard there was a lot of, like... And there was weird lawsuits between him and people. Um, I tried to look into it a little bit, but I think they're just dragging it out in court as yeah. long as I can. Yeah. But something tells me he's guilty. Oh, and then he had, like, a friend in the police department because he wiped his hard drive, like just before the cop showed up with a warrant and it turns out he had a friend in the department oh no i I read about that oh okay i was like i don't remember seeing that in this no yeah i was reading about that so okay that is very suspicious but Uh, then they found a flash drive where he saved all of his child porn too 
Okay, so, Stan, the jig's up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, gross. It's one thing to be like, oh, the FBI planted this, I'm gonna delete it. But you backed it up to a flash drive, dude, so. Well, and kind of talking about that, but like the, the peeping toms of these aliens that he filmed, I was like, they're like children's height. Like, did yeah. he have children wearing this alien head? Because I don't think you ever see the body of no. this alien. You don't see its hand. You just see this very stereotypical alien head. So, I don't know. Like, it's, it's it, creepy. It, yeah, as soon as you hear about the child thing, it's just like, it just all kinds of creep. Yeah, and I guess I had thought, like, it was over before it really was. Because I started writing closing thoughts. And then there was, like, four other <laughs> notes. But I was like, has he taken a real lie detector test? Is what I would like to know. Like, uh... Legit. Well, I think he did. He admitted to lying about... Actually, it might be the video we're talking about. I think he lied. He admitted to lying about that. Okay. On some radio show. Oh, uh, okay. I think he it tries to say that most of it's real, but uh, yeah. it's not. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> sorry. Yeah, well, and I, I was like, is was there other kinds of trauma in his childhood? Yeah, like, you I, gotta wonder. Yeah, I mean, we know he lived a dangerous life with those gangs, <laughs> but I was, was like, there's there's something else, I think, um, going mm. on here that maybe another psychologist should talk to yeah, him real about. real one? Yeah. His wife is sticking by his side. Okay. And I didn't see any reports of, like, his stepchildren coming forward to make claims, so that's good right hoping yeah. that yeah. he didn't touch anybody in his own house right it sounded like it was just mostly like he downloaded pictures and maybe sold resold them or something but i don't know it's not what the aliens wanted you to do buddy yeah did this make you believe anything no absolutely <laughs> not yeah i was like if anything this made me more skeptical of uh of anything. And you know what else pisses me off? Is that he and his wife have written books about this. I... Hmm. Published. So I'm sure they've gotten money from that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, it's probably funding their legal defense right now with the child porn thing. Yeah. But no. Yeah. I don't... No. No. There's... I, I think the thing that blew me... I had it double underlined was 195 documented events, which I was like, wow, that's a lot. But getting down to it, you only see a handful of... Right. The events, and he talks about a handful of events, and then one of the events that he documented was fake, with this fake alien creature in it, so I'm I'm not opposed to the idea that there could be aliens out there. Me neither. Um, I don't think that they would communicate with us (laughs) the way that everybody else seems to think that they do. I don't think Stan is bringing a message to any of us. Nope. Except don't don't do child child porn. Yeah, like, don't don't be a criminal and, you know, abuse children. That's gross don't and bad. Don't do that. I don't know. Would you recommend this movie to people to watch? <laughs> <laughs> if you go into it thinking it's going to be a mockumentary, yes. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for real evidence, no. No. I, if you're interested in the stuff like we are, it's, yeah, it's a fun it. way to pass the time yeah. if you have a couple of hours you But also, actually... <laughs> I don't know. Should we support child molester? I mean, by watching this, are we giving royalties to anybody? Yeah, we don't know. know. Since it's on Netflix. um, I don't know how that works. So don't rent it. Do not 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 buy his book. Do not buy his book. Um, Or or at least his book. 
And uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> about end. it. The end. I don't make up a closing. <laughs> I know, we really do. So if you want to follow us, we are on all... We'll be on all the things. All the social medias at Mysterious AF. Also, Celeste is part of another podcast called Verbal oh, Distillery. Yeah. I have been a guest on there a couple of times. It's a good experience. Do you want to just give a brief description? Yeah. We talk about weird things and we drink some whiskey and review it. So if you're a whiskey lover or a weird lover, find us at Verbal Distillery. Yeah, it's a it's a great cast. I listen to it. And yeah, so we appreciate you guys listening to our cast tonight. And hopefully you've watched the documentary too on Netflix. So maybe you can laugh along with us at some of these things. And if not, then I hope we gave you a good breakdown. So that way you feel like you did watch it and uh, don't have to subject yourself to it. Yeah. (laughs) So thanks for getting mysterious with us. And uh, we all know that the truth is still out there. So please join us next time as we discuss some more bizarre film. Bye. Bye. (laughs)